0: From the USA Today Network, welcome to the Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now here are your hosts: Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. And welcome back to
1: the Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson. The Scarlet Knights fall to three and two on the season, a forty-nine to ten loss out there in Columbus against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, a tough one for the Scarlet Knights, a game in which they briefly held the lead. You like the little fire out of them, uh, out of the gate there in Columbus. But in the end, the Buckeyes, too much for the Scarlet Knights. The Buckeyes, too much for just about any team out there, one of the best teams in the country. But the Scarlet Knights return home this week with a winnable game against a 2-3 and three Nebraska squad. Of course, we'll get into our previews and predictions for that game. But before we get there, let's wrap up this Ohio State game, Chris. Ah, uh, forty-nine to ten. As I said, the final score. Rutgers now three and two. Uh, really, obviously, what you expected. The spread was thirty-nine. They lose by thirty-nine. Uh, Ohio State. They're ranked third in the country for a reason, and uh, Rutgers now three and two.
0: Yeah, it was literally what I expected because I predicted forty-nine ten, and that was the exact final score. So literally, exactly what I figured <laughs> would happen happened. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Ohio State's again third ranked in the country for a reason. Their offense is really good. Their defense is really good. You know, and the, going into that game, I figured that CJ Stroud and those receivers were going to be what hurt Rutgers the most, and that turned out not to be the case. Rutgers actually, you know, managed to limit Stroud and 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 the passing game for the most part. It was Mayan Williams, you know, running for 189 yards and and five touchdowns, which tied an Ohio State uh, record. So, you know, that's what did them in. And and again, you know. Going into it, it was basically like just try and stay healthy, and, and that's an issue we'll get into in a little while. Rutgers is pretty banged up, but try and stay as healthy as possible and, and get the heck back on the plane and get to Jersey, you know, get back home to Jersey, um, you know, with a chance to winnable games here. So yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it's it's what we what we figured would happen is is exactly what what took place.
2: Right, and Rutgers is not alone in teams that will go into the horseshoe and have absolutely no chance. So that's a long list of teams. So you almost have to put that behind you. As Chris said, everyone came out healthy, we think. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, moving forward, you know, what comes out of this game. You know, it really, there's nothing you can really gauge on this game about Rutgers. You know, you have to really go back to the, to the Iowa game if you want to have some kind of a measuring stick. So I don't, it's hard to really know what to do with the Ohio State game, but other than move forward.
0: It's funny you say that, Steve. I was thinking the exact same thing actually on the flight back because I kind of compared it to the Wagner game. Like that was a game that you really couldn't take anything out of just because of the competition, and this is a game where you say, all right, you know, Ohio State's on a completely another level. And I, if the one, the one thing that did kind of stand out is just we all knew it. You know, it wasn't a surprise, but just how far Rutgers has to go before it even starts to close the gap, let alone, I mean – someday maybe meet ohio state and and be at that level i mean there's a long way to go um you know and 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 it's not just on the field it's all the stuff off of it with nil and recruiting and all that stuff but there's a long way to go and and that game highlighted you know just how far Rutgers has to go so again it's step by step but man there's a lot of steps left ahead
1: ahead, and
2: Rutgers has landed punches against every other Big Ten team, but they just they haven't been able to to land anything against Ohio State.
1: Yeah, and and they briefly had that lead, and and you thought for a second, what's going on here? Ninety nine seconds. But, it was ninety nine seconds. First time
0: they've ever led Ohio State. <laughs> what a ninety nine seconds it was.
1: So that in, in itself uh, a small victory for the Scarlet Knights. But yeah, as we all predicted, you know this went how we thought it would, and obviously Rutgers has a long way to go. And Ohio State, you know, they're they're not just a ranked team. They're not just, you know, the 20th team, a nice team. They're an elite level team. They're an elite company. They are competing for a national championship almost every year. They have a Heisman candidate on their roster almost every year. That's who they are. And, And obviously, Rutgers, a lot of teams have a long way to go to ever be like this Ohio State team but you know for Rutgers you want to take those small steps forward and we we hit on this last episode we all knew that they were going to go in the horseshoe and they weren't going to win and you just hope that they come out of it healthy and that's the concern now Chris as we look ahead to this Nebraska game a winnable game at home the health of the Scarlet Knights because they're they're going to need all hands on deck for this game
0: yeah that was an issue you know obviously going into the Ohio State game I'm not sure if you know Missing some of those players, you know, if had they had them, I'm not sure it would have done much. But still, you know, they're definitely banged up right now. Uh, Desmond Ignosen, uh, Robert Longerbeam, Shaquan Loyal, those defensive backs were out. Um, Victor Canopa, a tight end, he was out. Obviously, Gavin Wimsatt is still injured. Um, Aaron Young, you know, didn't play again, um, so we don't know when he's coming back. You know, to you know, kind of as that versatile running back threat for the offense. So, you know, it, it yeah, they're definitely banged up, and that hurts. You know, there, there's no doubt about that. They're gonna need. You know the bye week to kind of get healthy and and try and you know get some of these guys back and see if that's possible. But first, you got to get to Nebraska. So,
1: and before we move on from this Ohio State game, we of course have to talk about the the little bit of controversy at the end of the game. There, uh, it, it's funny as I was you know flipping around the channels on Saturday, whether it was ESPN or CBS or Fox or whatever uh, station was broadcasting the games, all of the halftime shows if they showed one. I guess, highlight. I don't know how much of a highlight it is. One clip from this game. It was this fake punt towards the end of the game. Ohio State runs the fake punt. They're comfortably ahead. You have the late hit out of bounds and then kind of chaos as the players converged. The sidelines almost kind of converged. The coaches screaming at each other, pointing fingers in each other's faces. Uh, they hugged it out after the game, and I'm guessing it's a non-issue moving forward. But, Chris, being there and seeing this all unfold, what's your take on everything that went down?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was obviously a wild sequence. It was pretty surprising to see the punter take off like that. And in that spot in the game, up you know, 49-10 listen, you can, you can bait all you want, you know, if, if, you know, whether or not it was the right decision, whether it was, you know, poor sportsmanship, I mean, you can, you can go on and on. Um, It was a, it was a wild situation. And, and obviously Greg Ciano, you know, uh, sprinting across the field to to try and, you know, get Aaron Krukshank out of that and and get his players back to his sideline. And then he, you know, him and Ryan Day start going at it. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I I expected the score. I, I did not expect, Greg Shannon and Ryan Day to be screaming at each other and, and each pointing and you know in each other's faces at, at any point in that game. But uh, well, I guess not in each other's faces. The refs made sure that didn't happen. But yeah, it was a wild, it was a wild sequence. And obviously, you know, depending on you know whether on you, you're kind of coming from the Rutgers fan perspective or the Ohio State fans perspective, all those groups are always going to have their their view on you know what happened. So yeah, it was it was just a crazy scenario.
2: Yeah, I know there was so much wrong with that play, you know, from the fake punt to the crook shank hit, you know, and then, you know, really it became the most interesting part of that game. And honestly, I, ha- I have no problem with Shano saying something at that point. I mean, that-, that really was very bush league to do something like that, have something like that happen. And uh, yeah, I don't blame him. I-, I don't blame him in the heat of the moment for saying something.
0: Yeah, I, I thought the fire was good. You know what? You know, Rutgers is a team that's been beat up on a lot in the Big Ten. Show some fire, show some fight. And, and that's what he did.
1: Yeah. And you know, you wonder if something like that kind of rallies the players, kind of lights a fire into these guys to see that their head coach does have their back. And of course, the debate is, you know, was this a play, this fake punt called by the coaching staff? Did the punter call his own number? Uh, you know, at this point, whatever. And, you know, if it is the punter calling his own number, then yeah, maybe he deserved a little shoulder to the chest three feet out of bounds to learn his lesson. And if it was the coach calling the play up 39 at this point, he deserved to have some words from Greg Schiano because that is Bush League. And, you know, you can argue back and forth. Well, Rutgers should have covered it better. Rutgers should have been prepared for the fake this and that. Any excuse you want to make for Ohio State, whatever. You shouldn't be running fake punts when you're up 39 over a game that you're comfortably in control of. And, you know, if it's the punter, well, he got hit. And he got what he deserved for calling his number. If it's Ryan Day, then he got a piece of uh, Greg Schiano's mind. And maybe this is something that rallies the team to see that, number one, the players aren't going to stand for this, whether it was an illegal hit. Well, it wasn't a legal hit. We'll be honest. It wasn't a legal hit. But obviously, the players aren't going to stand for this. And Greg Schiano isn't going to stand for this. And maybe that's kind of the, the feistiness, the fight that you want to see out of this team. Going into what are now two winnable games,
0: yeah, no doubt. And, and I should say too that even if the punter did that on his own, to me, that's still a reflection, kind of in an indirect way, of the coaching, right? I mean that that you know that's what it kind of comes down to. So whether or not he did it on his own or you know, whatever, to me, it, it all stems from the top.
2: Yeah, that that should not be an option for the punter at that point.
1: Yeah. And it's again, coaching for, you know, do not fake it. Just kick the ball. Let's get out of here. We're up 39. You know, it's, it's, you know, you saw a lot of things online, typical Ohio state, Ohio state doing this, you know, and it's not a reflection of just Ohio state. You know, people hate on Ohio state. People hate on Duke. People hate on the Yankees. They don't hate on these teams because they win. They hate on these teams because they think they're arrogant. And when you pull a a move like that, whether it was the punter, whether it was the coach, it's going to get people riled up and it's going to, beyond Rutgers contribute to just this pool of haters out there that dislike your program for whatever reason and you know Rutgers has moved on obviously like I said the coaches embraced that midfield after the game it's it's whatever now but moving forward you know you hope that Rutgers kind of has that chip on their shoulder that teams are out there to get them and teams are out there to embarrass them and that they're going to put their foot down and they're not going to allow it whether it's the players or coaches they're not going to allow something like that to happen.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens going forward, but I certainly think it, it can hurt. You know, the current situation. And now,
1: as we look ahead to this game, Nebraska coming to town, they are two and three on the season. They lost the open, opener in Ireland to Northwestern. Uh, they beat North Dakota. They lose two in a row to Georgia Southern and Oklahoma, and then they win against Indiana last week. Uh, they've been a program in turmoil. Here's what Greg Schiano had to say about the Cornhuskers.
3: Well, they changed head coaches I guess it's what uh two games ago but then they changed defensive coordinators one game ago and they had a bye week so defensively we really only have one game to go off of um so we'll be prepared for things they did previously and things that they're they did a little different uh in their their last game offensively the offensive coordinator was there the uh the whole season um Coach Whipple, he's, you know, established coach over the years, NFL and college, excellent coach. Um, you know, we have guys that have coached against him in, over the years and guys kind of have a feel for each other. So I'm, we got to play whatever comes. You know, that's, that's the reality of it all. And um, you, you break the tape down and you get ready. But, you know, on any game, you're going to see things that you didn't practice. You just have to be able to have rules that can handle it.
1: Audio there from Rutgers Athletics. An interesting take there from Greg Shiano that, you know, with the the changes that have happened on the coaching staff for this Nebraska team, uh, it almost is kind of a curveball. You don't exactly quite know what you're getting with with new coaches in power and calling the plays and, and setting things up for the games. Uh, kind of an interesting little wrinkle uh, for this game as Rutgers prepares for the Cornhuskers.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nebraska is in a mess. I mean, listen, I you know, it, it was surprising just how – poorly the scott frost era went you know everybody kind of thought that he was going to be the guy to go back and rescue that program and and you know bring it back to the top of the big 10 that never even came close to happen it failed miserably um you know now under mickey joseph the interim coach you know again as you said ryan you don't really know what to expect but i still think i mean they have one of the worst defenses in college football their offense is decent it's kind of in the middle of the pack of the big 10 but you know it's still early and they haven't played that many great teams. I mean, the only Big Ten teams, as we said, they played at Northwestern and Indiana, which isn't saying a whole lot. So, I mean, they're in turmoil. And, and you know, I think you kind of look at it and you say, well, is this a team that, of players who have their eye on the transfer portal after the season and are going to be, you know, getting out of Lincoln, Nebraska as quick as they can? Or are they at a point where they want to show that, hey, you know what, we're still a, a team that that, you know, is, is going to be formidable and, you know, we're going to do everything that we can to, to win. And, you know, I'm sure they're looking at this game, you know, they beat Indiana. I'm sure they're looking at this game saying, Hey, let's go to Piscataway, get a win over, over Rutgers, which is obviously, you know, struggling right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they're hungry and and it's going to be a very interesting game to see, you know, it's, it's tough to predict what's going to happen. Um, but certainly I think if you're Rutgers and we'll, we'll certainly dive into this more, but uh, you know, this is a, an absolute must win game. You gotta win this game. It's Friday night, prime time, win a Big Ten home game for the first time since 2017, just get it done. Just stop, you know, waiting, you know, (laughs) trying to make it happen. Just get it done and end that losing streak at home. Uh, So this is a – it's an absolutely huge opportunity, a huge game that will – the season pretty much was going to hinge on what happens on Friday night.
2: You know, as you come into year three of this rebuild, this is a game you have to win. I mean, this is an important measuring stick. And honestly, given the turmoil that Nebraska is in, the fact that we are even talking about this and that this is really a toss-up 50-50 game is a bit alarming. But that's what it is. You know, this is not going to be a layup. Rutgers going to have to go out and play well to win this game. But as Chris said, this is just like it was with Iowa. You know, prime time, big crowd a lot of excitement, you know, this is an opportunity, another opportunity. And if in year three, you know, you're continually saying, well, we're just not ready for it yet. We're just not ready for it yet against a team like Nebraska. That's a bad sign. For
0: that's the exact thing. It's like at this point, these are the teams now where you should be competing and beating it. You know, we are not saying, you know, nobody's saying that you should be outgoing and beating Ohio state or Michigan Those are the teams that are on another level. Even Penn State, which is, you know, offensively struggling a bit right now, but still good defense. But even Penn State, they're still on another level at this point. Nobody's saying that Rutgers should be beating those teams, but it's the Nebraska's, it's the Indiana's. It's these teams on your schedule that are struggling, that, you know, are kind of in a similar situation as you are. You should be able to compete, and especially at home. It should be a great environment. You know, I'm interested to see that because I'm curious to see how the Iowa loss kind of affected what's going to happen on Friday night but i think it's still be a pretty good environment go out and win this game i mean like this is you should be able to beat this team Especially, you know i get it the you know, quarterback situations in flux and you know you've had your issues but Nebraska has a lot of issues too so this is a pretty much it's kind of like a reflection or a mirror image of what you're seeing go out and beat this team
1: yeah and and as you said friday night by the way that's why we're recording a day early it's going to be interesting to see what the crowd is like and you hope that you know it's a good crowd and that they're into the game But you almost can't blame them after the Iowa game. They were into that game. That was a good crowd there. And Rutgers was totally flat in that game. They were really never, ever in that game. Then you go get blown out to Ohio State. Sure, we all expected it. But you wonder how that affects morale to see just how far away they are from a team like Ohio State. And as we've said... Almost every team in the country is far away from Ohio State. But still, you wonder how that affects the fans. And then you have a Friday night game. This is a winnable game. And I'm with you, Chris. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. This is a game that if you want to take that next step forward and you want to continue this rebuild, this is a game you have to win. You have to win this game. They're going to be, uh, from the looks of it, from our friends at Typico Sportsbook, they're going to be home underdogs. That alone should put a chip on your shoulder. That you have this program coming into your stadium on prime in primetime friday night in total disarray and you're still getting disrespected you're still 3 point underdogs in this game after you got disrespected last week by ohio state running a fake punt after you fall flat against iowa and everyone's saying here's the same old Rutgers again after you beat up on all these non conference games that you go 3 and 0 because people will criticize you for having a cupcake out of out of conference schedule everyone's saying here's the same old Rutgers again this is an opportunity once again just like they put their foot down against the fake punt to put their foot down against all of this outside noise that's just saying that this rebuild never will come to fruition and that they'll never be back on the stage this is a game you have to win this is a beatable opponent at home throw away last week there's no excuses for this one you need to win this game and if they don't well, then they're not serious contenders, and they're probably not going to a bowl game either because I don't know where you find three other wins on this schedule. And if they
0: do, good. Do it again next week, too. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll say, too, is open up the playbook. Stop at this conservative vanilla offense. You know, it, it's been it's just been boring to watch. You know, Rutgers was pulling out all the stops early on against Ohio State and then kind of moved away from it. Do that again this game. You know, I mean, just try everything. Try whatever's in the playbook. You know, give it a shot. You know, I mean, a lot has to happen for that offense. The offensive line has to protect better. The wide receivers have to do a better job of getting open. Um, you know, Evan Simon has to has to be more accurate. He's had some good throws, but he's had a lot of ones that, you know, are off the mark. Um, you know, there's a lot that has to happen. But this is a game, again, as I said, this is one of the worst defenses in college football. Use that to your advantage. You know, open it up, you know. Show that you. You're, the last two games, the defenses were good. I, 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 Iowa and Ohio State. That's tough to say consecutively, back to back. I don't know why. I with that. <laughs> but Iowa and Ohio State had good, good defenses, so you can kind of understand why Rutgers would struggle offensively. This is not the case. If there's a game, if there's a team that you can show that you are better than what you've been putting out on the field in the last few weeks, this is the one to do it.
1: And now, as we look to this game, as I said, Rutgers home underdogs. Let's get to our predictions. Uh, Steve, we'll start with you. As you look at this game, you know, we've touched on everything. Rutgers, they need to make a statement here against a team that's struggling.
2: Yeah, and I I think you kind of uh, summarized it pretty well there, Ryan. This is a chance where you've got your back against the wall. You know, we're going to find out a lot about this program right now and where it's at. I think they're going to come out and play well. Now, is it good enough to win? I think it's going to be close. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Rutgers to win this game. Um, you know, something along the lines of uh, 28-24. Um, I, I, I think both teams can score. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think it'll be a decent atmosphere. I'm going to give Rutgers a, a slim edge in this game.
1: Yeah, the over-under about 48-and-a-half. Uh, Chris,
0: how do you see things going? I have no idea. <laughs> I have, I have, I've never been less confident in, in a pick. I have no clue. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think I might pick Nebraska only because until Rutgers shows me that it can win these types of games, I'm going to have a hard time believing that it's going to be able to, and and listen, I, I could be very wrong. Uh, I picked Boston college in the opener Rutgers proved me wrong. So maybe they'll prove me wrong on Friday, but until I see it, I just don't think I'm not going to be able to predict them. So I'm going to say it's going to be close. I'm going to say 24, 21, Nebraska, um, and we'll see if I'm wrong. There's a very good chance of it. I'll and I'll I'll come on this podcast next week or whenever the, you know we we'll record after that, and I'll, I'll admit it. You know, I'll own up to it. But until I until I see that they can win these types of games, I'm I'm gonna have a hard time picking them.
1: Yeah, I picked Rutgers to beat Iowa uh, two weeks ago, and then obviously last week I just said you know I wanted to see some some competitiveness, some fire out of Rutgers. We saw a little bit in the first quarter, and of course we saw it a little bit with the scuffle at the end of the game here, but. You know, this isn't the moral victory game against Nebraska. And to say, you know, they went out there and fought hard and came up short, that's unacceptable at this point. And I just don't know if Rutgers is there yet. I really just don't know if they're quite there. And, you know, I'm going to pick Nebraska and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised when I see the game and I see how Rutgers hopefully responds to the crowd, how Rutgers hopefully responds to these just continuous showings of disrespect from their opponent and from, from people criticizing the rebuild and criticizing the program. I'm curious to see how they respond. And again, prove me wrong. Just like Chris said, prove me wrong. I just don't think they're quite there yet. And, you know, you hope the atmosphere is great. You hope it's a competitive game, but just to be competitive at this point against this Nebraska team isn't enough. This,
0: this is a must win. This is a must win game for Rutgers. Yeah. And and listen, they beat, if they beat Nebraska then you have the bye week, try and get a little bit healthy. As I said earlier, get some players back, Then you welcome, you bring in Indiana, you welcome them into Piscataway. And if you can beat Indiana, well, now you have five wins. So, and then you've got a Michigan state team that's been struggling. You know, you have to go on the road later on and and try and beat them. But again, if you lose to Nebraska, just kind of a lot of the air out of the season is going to be taken right out. And so it's, it's a, it's a must win. This is one of the biggest games, you know, maybe the biggest you could argue that Rutgers has played since, since Greg Shiano came back and it's, it's that important. So we'll see.
1: All eyes on Piscataway Friday night against Nebraska corn Huskers. We'll obviously all be watching and I know you will be too. So hopefully next week we're talking about a Rutgers win, but we shall see again, continue to follow Chris and Steve as they report on the Scarlet Knights on app.com and on northjersey.com Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and Hopefully, enjoy the game this week. We'll be back next week on The Chop to break it all down for you. For Chris Heisman and Steve Edelson, I'm Ryan Ross. We'll talk to you next time on The Chop.